Compounding pharmaceuticals, specific drugs for specific patients, offers tremendous benefit. The problems arise when the benefit is for the prescribing physician. Then we're dealing with analyses under the federal anti-kickback statute, the Stark Law, and state counterparts. A recent federal appellate court opinion highlights what everyone, okay, just those not willing to lie to themselves, already knew, but many, those willing to lie to themselves, were unwilling to admit that it can be a violation of the anti-kickback statute to receive something of value when simply serving as a gatekeeper for a patient's previously existing choice. Let's stick with the compounding pharmacy example, at least for a moment. Setting aside a plethora of issues from the distinction between compounding and manufacturing to issues of direct patient solicitation, there are some in the compounding pharmacy business who believe that it's okay to market specific compound medications directly to patients using networks of physicians to rubber stamp that pesky necessity, the prescription. Often the physicians in the network receive payment from the unlicensed pharmaceutical manufacturer, oh, I'm sorry, I meant the compounding pharmacy, for essentially issuing a prescription for the compounded drug in response to the patient's request. How those physicians tell themselves can authorizing what the patient already wants, such as miracle compounded drug X from Lucky Larry's pharmacy in Lucadia, California, be a referral to Lucky Larry. Here's where the cautionary tale of Kamal Patel, MD, the case is US versus Kamal Patel, comes into play. The unfortunate Dr. Patel wasn't involved with compounding. He was involved in a home healthcare services kickback scheme. But the lesson is equally applicable. Dr. Patel is an internal medicine doc. He routinely treated elderly patients, Medicare beneficiaries. He regularly prescribed home health care services to his patients. There was never any allegation that he ever made any improper prescription for any service. Due to the defection of a number of its partners who took a large portion of the existing business with them, the remaining owners of a home health care agency, Grand Home Healthcare, made overtures to pay Dr. Patel bounty per each of his patients who received home care from Grand. Importantly, at least to Dr. Patel's failed defense and to the fact situation, as it's akin to the compounding pharmacy example, it was the patients who chose to obtain home health care from Grand. It was not Dr. Patel who chose Grand as the provider. The fact that a patient chooses a specific home health care service is not sufficient for the service to receive payment from Medicare. Instead, there must be a certification, which is essentially a prescription by a physician. Dr. Patel signed the certifications that those patients required care from the home health care agency they chose, that is, from Grant. The government brought charges against Dr. Patel under the anti-kickback statute. The Essential language of the AKS is whoever knowingly and willfully solicits or receives any remuneration, including any kickback, bribe or rebate, directly or indirectly, overtly or covertly, in cash or in kind, in return for referring an individual to a person, for the furnishing or arranging for the furnishing of any item or service for which payment may be made in whole or in part under a federal health care program, and shall be guilty of a felony. 
So Dr. Patel argued that there was no referral. It was the patients who independently chose Grand. He never gave any input to influence their choice. Therefore, he argued, he couldn't be guilty of an AKS violation. On the other hand, the government argued, and the court agreed, that refer includes not only a doctor's recommendation of a provider, but also a doctor's authorization of care by a particular provider. Even though Dr. Patel played no role in his patient's initial selection of Grand or the decision to continue using Grand, by certifying their care at Grand, Dr. Patel chose whether his patients could go to Grand at all. In the words of the court, Patel acted as a gatekeeper to federally reimburse care. Without his permission, his patients' independent choices were meaningless. Dr. Patel then tried the no harm, no foul defense. He argued that by certifying the patient's decision to use Grand, that he didn't cause the federal government to pay Grand any more than the government would otherwise have to pay for home health care. After all, there was never any question that he had ever certified a patient for home health care services who didn't actually require home health care services. However, the appeals court correctly pointed out that even if the Medicare system suffered no losses in this instance, the danger of fraud at the certification stage is quite clear. They said a physician could refuse to certify a patient to a patient-chosen provider unless the provider paid the physician a kickback. This behavior could increase the cost of care. It could also contravene the second purpose of the anti-kickback statute, protection of patient choice, by interfering with the patient's choice if the selected provider refused to pay. The appellate court upheld the trial court's decision that Dr. Patel had violated the AKS. Dr. Patel was sentenced to eight months in prison plus 200 hours of community service and he was ordered to forfeit the $31,900 that he received in kickback payments. Dr. Patel's certification, that is his prescription of home health care services from a patient-selected provider, is no different from another physician's prescription of a compounded drug from a patient-selected pharmacy. If that pharmacy, like Grand, made payments to the physician to induce that prescription, whether it's blatantly offered uh, as by Grand or if it's whispered sotto voce in terms of payment for something, that is actually for nothing, then both the physician and the pharmacist may be headed off to join Dr. Patel in the federal pen for violating the AKS. Although it does nothing to change the analysis, physicians considering borderline deals of all sorts often ask questions, which they intend as statements akin to, how will they ever find out? Perhaps Dr. Patel or the folks at Grand Home Healthcare will let you know of one common way. The feds initially investigated Grand and its owners, but to reduce their own exposure, Grand's owners flipped on Dr. Patel. They wore a wire to record their communication. There are many legitimate ways for physicians to increase their practice income. They include, depending on state law, investments in compounding pharmacies and the direct dispensing of pharmaceuticals. But any deal must be structured in compliance with the AKS. And then, of course, also in compliance with other applicable laws from stark to state law considerations. Go ahead, I encourage you, think entrepreneurially, but please be smart about it.